This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Meruyama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. This is our second replay episode. Uh, Jared, are you there? No, I'm not. <laughs> yes, I think we should come up with a different uh, intro for these replays, don't you think? Like, yes, it's, it's I like do we're tricking think so. people. Yeah, it's difficult to. Uh, I mean, I I have a list of things that I should be doing. Coming up with a better intro. Yes. For our normal intro is on there. Right. So, yeah. And I also need to come up with another way to intro these replay ones. So, yes. I don't know. Lots to we'll do. We'll get there. The only, so, the, I do like my little from, like, we, we record our intros and then we have that little sound bite that kind of transfers over to the actual episode. Right. Is it I the like same one music. every time? Is it this are you using the same music for each yeah, each time it's we try? Yeah. the same it? little transition. That's the midnight, like little, isn't it? Isn't that the oh, midnight? Oh, look at you. Yeah, I told you I was listening <laughs> to it this weekend. It's like uh, cuz yeah, I Oh, when, Jared. So, I'm going to cut you off here. Yes, so, next ahead. weekend they're playing a show that I'm going to in LA. I know you're going to be in LA this coming weekend for Decon, which we'll talk more about in a second, but how about coming back to LA two weekends in a row? That sounds terrible. Uh, where are they? Where are they playing? Um, I don't know. Some smaller venue in um, in LA. Okay. I mean, I would go if I happen to be there. I'd definitely go if they come to San Francisco because I don't think they'll ever come to Sacramento. But if they come to like San Francisco, that's I will where I meet saw you. them the first time. That's right. So I will meet you in San Francisco if if they For the next uh, one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me know. I actually really like it. Like, I think when uh, we talked about this previously, and this has nothing to do with today's episode, so I'm sorry for going going on a tangent for this one. (laughs) Uh, I thought, I think I heard like a remix or something. Like, it was very like instrumental, like forever. So I thought, oh, this is boring. Like, well, so they have they have instrumental songs that have no vocals in it, and then Mm -hmm. they also have. Uh, remix versions that like other DJs and artists will remix. Right. So. And I think I heard one of those. And yeah. uh, so I listened to the full album now on Amazon music, another plug for <laughs> Amazon on here. Uh, and I really liked it. Like it is so like uh well-crafted eighties. Like it, it's not like silly about it or, or no, like, uh, it sounds like it could come from that era. Yeah. It's like, and, and it's I think also the vocals for me, another reason I like it, it's merges, like it has a very emo sounding singer yeah it's very so like stranger things like it could yeah. fit right in that stranger things soundtrack i think um but yeah i really like it um so i'm I'm curious where did they put on a good show when you saw them like an actual show i loved it i thought i had a really good time mm. okay all right anyway. so let's let's talk about what we're here really here for which is so we are replaying our number one episode actually with jared shore that's right it was our first episode Yeah, it is so weird because when we first started this, the first few episodes were recorded and aired just so out of order. Mm -hmm. I think when this first one aired, it was like maybe the sixth or seventh Mm -hmm. episode that we actually recorded, but we ended up airing it first. I don't know how we came up with that logic or reasoning back then, but we did. Right. 
but it was um like I listened to it again before we did this, and mm. uh, it it wasn't quite it. It's not great, but it's not as bad as I remembered it. <laughs> like Jared was great. Like he was fine. I, yeah, I'm just no, looking at always, us and how we interview us. Um, yes, yes. But uh, so it's a little slow in parts. I think like we don't move things along very good. Yeah, but, I remember the earlier episodes, like I had no idea how to transition or mm-hmm. get out of a certain topic. Like even if we had kind of exhausted a topic, I felt like I would just keep talking in circles because I didn't know how to move on. Right. Uh, right and right. it's probably pretty apparent or evident in these earlier episodes. Well, it's funny too, because I, I can listen to it and I can hear that we kind of, we talked as if there was a right, thing to say or a right way to do it as opposed to just talking. So yeah. you can tell that we're sort of easily thrown off track and sort of flustered. But um <laughs> but overall, like it was nice. Like he had some good stuff to talk about. Um so this is the um he talks about his book Better Together in it and that is currently oh, right. available on Amazon.com. Jared will also be at DesignerCon this coming weekend uh, at the same booth that I'm at. Um and so you can go will, see Jared and Jared. Yeah, so you can see his paper cuts in person. I think he's going to have a bunch of stuff there, actually. Um, and yeah, uh, I don't he will have copies of the book there, too, which I hope to pick up. Oh, myself. yeah, actually, I think I'm going to – I bought mine on Amazon. I'll probably bring it for him to sign mm-hmm. if I can remember to bring it. Do you remember what he talks about in this one, Mark? Like you, we talked about quite a bit of stuff like oh, baseball yeah. so and I remember skateboarding. It, and <laughs> <laughs> we talked about uh, Joe Rogan. Yes, that's right. We did watch for a while. Um, I wanted to get a little like deep into his process because I'm a paper artist or paper Mm -hmm. cutter artist. I don't even know. Is there a term? Paper artist is fine. Paper artist. Um, So I do that, too. I wanted to get into his um, process. And the thing that like just blows me away. So I may you may consider my paper cutting cheating because I use a silhouette, which is basically cuts whatever shapes I vector shapes I send it mm-hmm. um but Jared does everything by hand still yes, yes all of his paper cuts are so intricate and like just tiny little shapes I don't know how the heck he does it and has like that much precision all by it, hand it's amazing. it's amazing it really is and and I think it's one of those things you have to see in person to like truly appreciate even the best oh, photographs yeah. I think are they don't always capture like all the little nuances of it. It's really quite like uh, it's detailed and it's yeah, just I, I don't know how he cuts so small like that. That would drive me no crazy idea either. It's not but just like, yeah, he he had a bunch of stuff at Wonderground. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember his Gravity Falls piece yep. was enormous mm-hmm. and had s- probably hundreds and hundreds of individually cut trees yeah that made this whole image and it's just amazing the amount of detail again i mean we're going in circles again here but well no it's his true. work is like, amazing and i it's just it's so impressive um so if you do have the opportunity to go to decon you gotta stop by his booth to check out his paper um paper art firsthand it's it's really incredible absolutely so without further ado shall we move on let's do it All right, here's episode number one with Jared Shore. Enjoy.
We have Jared Shore on as a guest. What's going on, other Jared? Hi. Whoa, there you me. go. <laughs> that was an explosive introduction to yourself. Yeah, I great. like it. That woke Thank me you. up. Yeah. Good. So how how the hell am I supposed to dif- like talk, differentiate between you two for the next hour or so? I mean, I think what's going to have to happen is you're just also going to be Jared. That's right. <laughs> And then so be instead of <laughs> instead of eliminating confusion, let's just add to right. it. Right, I'm on board. Yeah, it's funny because so, it's not such a common name. It's it's crazy to have two Jareds on one podcast. On one, well, podcast, one of you yeah. spells it crazy, and one of them is the way that I grew up knowing. You to know, spell it. Jared's our guest, Mark. You shouldn't tease the way he spells his name. I think Come however on. he wants to spell it is fine. It's his parents' fault. <laughs> he had no say in it. Very but uh, well, anyways, welcome. Jared. Well, thank you for having uh, me. I know that I've followed you for a while online on Instagram and I haven't seen you do like participate in any podcasts. Is this actually your first podcast? This is my very first podcast. Yeah. I was this saving it super. for you. Do you, do you listen to podcasts? Uh, at yeah, all? I do. What are some that you listen to? We don't, we don't mind the cross promo here. Yeah. It's all good. Um, I like listening to my brother, my brother and me. Um, that's a funny one. I listen to mostly, um, comedy podcasts. They're, they're a little bit more, like you don't have to be in a certain frame of mind to listen to those. Those are kind of just fun and dumb in the background. Yeah. I like the comedy ones as well. Yeah. I, I like radio lab and I like, mm. uh, my buddy was trying to get me into Tannis, but yeah, I don't know. They don't catch me quite as well i mean i love radio lab but it what's tannis is tannis like radio lab or tannis is kind of like a conspiracy theory like mm. true like they try to make it seem true so it'll tie into actual events um mm-hmm. yeah so and he was trying to tell me that like kanye was taken over by tannis and that's why he's like weird yeah i don't know <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah. Do you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast? Because I know Ooh. he's kind of toe the toes the line with the comedy, and he likes that controversial. Yeah, I have. I've listened to it a few times. I um, they get kind of long. Yeah, they're long. Um, but I do. Yeah, I do like that. He's like an interesting dude that likes to talk, <laughs> and I also he's got like a sensory deprivation tank, right? Oh, that I don't. I'm not a, an avid listener. Okay. But, um, yeah. Yeah, and I really want to awesome. do that. Yeah, I do too. There's. Are you familiar with Pete Holmes? Yeah. He's got. A, he's another comedian as a podcast. Yeah. He's really big on the self-deprecation tanks. Or oh, really? Uh, yeah. Those. I think it sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, but there are people that are afraid of like closed spaces and stuff. So, I mean, I understand what, it. Do they do this? on the podcast or, or they just talk about <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get no, it. They, they have, they talk about their experiences and like, they say it's such a cool, it's a cool thing to do. So they kind of promote it in a way and just talk about their experiences doing it. Yeah. Is it like meditative kind of thing? It can be. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, do you know what it is? Yeah, I do. Yeah. But it just, it seems like a, yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't associate Joe Rogan with that. With that. Uh, he's into all sorts of like, self-help type stuff really? and i think he's i think he's open to like it seems like he's open to trying anything 
what's the angle of the podcast? I, I think of him. I I haven't listened to the podcast. Obviously, I think of him as what Fear Factor. What was he? Wasn't he that? Yep, that's it. <laughs> like that was my introduction to him as well. Does he have and guests on, or what does he do? You, yeah, yeah, I think I've only listened to maybe one or two episodes mm. when I was YouTubing around and Bigfoot stuff started popping up on the side yeah. as suggested. I'm like, oh, Bigfoot's fun. And then before I knew it, I was watching a Joe Rogan podcast talking about how he spent a week in the woods trying to find Bigfoot. Yeah, big, Bigfoot, like, as a lark is funny, is fun. But, like, Bigfoot, <laughs> like, in seriousness is not as fun. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. It's a lot of that, like, conspiracy. He also, um, I don't know if he still does, but he used to host... Uh, MMA, all the MMA fights. Mm. Yeah, so, he's a commentator yeah, on he's a, a lot commentator. of the fights for that. So, yeah, he's a interesting yeah. guy. Yeah. What was he? Funny. Wasn't he on a sitcom? What was he on? Was uh, he was on, he was on news radio. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's really good that I IMDb'd Joe Rogan before I came on As this podcast. So. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. We don't, our research assistant isn't here today, so yeah, that oh. helps. Uh, so do you listen to mainly comedy ones, or do you like listen to any design podcasts or that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah, that that's true. I do listen to um, Andy J. Miller's podcast. Um, mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. a very inspirational guy. Um He's got a really cartoonish voice, which is nice to listen to as well. <laughs> yeah. And it goes perfect with like his whole like pep talks. And yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they helped me. They've helped me out more than a couple times. So yeah, I do listen to that. Uh, I don't think I listen to any other design podcasts. And that's where Squared Co. Podcast comes right. in. Insert the For commercial sure. here. <laughs> well, it's a hard, um, I think it's a hard subject to talk about um for an extended period of time but i think andy just does a really good job of the pep talk angle because if you talk to if you talk to designers i mean they're we all have like our highs and lows and Mm -hmm. to have that person to like be on your side and cheering you on even if they're not there is pretty cool does he have guests on his show too or is it mainly just him he's had guests yeah he's had musicians he's had other designers um yeah it's impressive that um you know for the most part it's just him talking i can can't even imagine going on for an extended period without having some sort of exchange with another person yeah he does a good job at it yeah i've only had a opportunity to listen to a few of them but I might have to check that out again after after your roaring endorsement. Yeah, him. I mean, especially if you're having like a bad day and probably good, not even just for design people, but there's a lot of things that he talks about that everyday people would just his, like you said, cartoonish voice is like cheering you on. And that's probably <laughs> pretty will uh, set you straight and like lift your day. So, well, they, so before, um, Wonderground and all this stuff that we started the conversation with you and Jared actually had you know a bit of history if you will where you guys did a, a show together is that right well I think uh, did we meet at uh, Wonderground first was that the first time we met uh I think so yeah I think it was right because you were there for that first show right yeah the very first one yeah yeah I think that's where actually we, where we first met was on the very first Wonderground gallery show and then we did uh Hannah at or Hannah at super cute mm-hmm. we did that show at 
designer designer con though, right? Yeah, that was just at the table at designer con. Yeah, we did, and a then bunch we did of other Ghibli shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Which I was just looking at not too long ago, and it still holds up. Good job, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> well, good to right back at you. I mean, do you look at old work and think, "Oh my god, what was I thinking?" Well, you know, it was interesting because that was the first time I've done anything like truly collaborative like that. Like it's weird. Even when we did it, I thought it was weird that we were doing it the way that we were doing it. We, um, I would do like a character and then you would do the background and then we reversed it and you did a background. I did a character. Yeah. Um, and then we, we sh- shipped the, uh, the different pieces to each other and yours was paper cuts and mine was uh, just digital illustration. So yeah. Yeah. And I cut uh, that out was... some of your digital illustration. And, right. Yeah. 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 They turned out cool. Yeah, I think that was that's the only time I've ever done it. And yeah, I don't know, like that would be a tough thing to do on a more regular basis, but it was I think it worked out good for that for that particular show. Have you done much collaboration like that since? You did a whole book, like didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did a book with Andrew Cobb. Um yeah. and that was really fun. Andrew's very good with ideas. Um mm-hmm. and so we worked out we both wanted to get a kid's book. And so we were talking about how are we going to get a kid's book and all this stuff. And like, we just decided, well, why don't we just write one together? And then we'll do this thing where the water, you can have the above the water and I'll have below the water. And then half the book will be yours and half the book will be mine. So we had this mm-hmm. hippo going through the water and stuff. And then when he goes in the water, he dives down and it's all Andrew's like, really awesome spreads of the hippos, like meeting animals and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you go above water and then there's my illustration. So it looks like um, if you, if you ever see pictures um, like underwater pictures where there's like sky and water and you can see like a crocodile or whatever, um, mm-hmm. it looks a lot like that where our styles are like, they're not the same, but they like work really well together. Um, and we worked on that book for like a year and, I was, we were so excited about it and it's still really cool, but it just never happened. Um, publishers just didn't want it or something, but it's now, how, really cool. how did, how did you meet Andrew? Did you just know him from online or have you worked with him on something else? Um, yeah, I saw an image that he had done in college and it was of a beach boys cover and uh-huh. I was immediately smitten with it. I was just like, this is so good. And I, I just fanboyed out and I, I found his email somehow and I was like, this piece is so cool. And then we just started talking. So yeah, I mean, that's how I've done a lot of my meeting people. I mean, I would probably say part of the reason why I am an illustrator is I did the same thing where um, I saw some of Souther Salazar's comics. I was kind of drawing at the time, but I saw his comics and I was like, oh my God, these are so amazing. Like <laughs> even looking at them now, I'm just like, they're so good and they inspire me so much. And I sent him a, like a fan letter and I was like, these are amazing. And I made him like this little zine and, oh. Yeah, I made him some art and he was just like, this is so cool. Like you have to keep you have to keep drawing. Um, How old were you when you did this? I was this like college. No, yeah, I wasn't going to college. I was working at Target. I I think Mm -hmm. I was like 23. Was that the name of your college? Yes. Target. Target. (laughs) Yep. Target. Target University. And so then (laughs) um, I saw he had a solo show at Giant Robot. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I went with my wife and I saw him and I was like, oh man, there he is. He's like this big artist. I don't, I don't think I can meet him. Like I was so nervous. And then my wife was like, like we came here to meet him. And <laughs> she went over and I like saw her talking to him and then she brought him over. And like, he was nervous to meet me as well. Like he was just as sweaty as I was just because he was like at this, his his show. And I was just like, it was such a relief that this person that I had put on this pedestal was just as sweaty as I was and like <laughs> nervous and like we were the same. And someone came over and was like, oh, is this your friend? And he said, oh, our, our friend from school. And I and he said, no, but he's going to go to art center. And then it like it was just this like explosion in my head. Like I knew that I had to go to art school and. Because this artist had said, like, yeah, this is what he's going to do. So, <laughs> Did you end up going to Art Center? I did, yeah. It was the only school I applied to. Wow. So did you – what were you doing before? I mean, I know you said you're working at Target. Did you just not think you were going to go into art as a career? I – no. I, I I didn't have an example that it was a career. You mm-hmm. know, it it didn't ever seem like something that – you could make a career of. Um, <laughs> and so it's interesting now cause I'm trying to make a career of it and, and it's totally doable. Um, <laughs> but at the time I didn't think that it could be done. And then looking back, I'm like, Oh, there's all these little hints that I was giving myself that this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I just hadn't seen them until like other people started putting that puzzle together for me. Right. Right. Oh, that's interesting. I had no idea. I, for some reason, I just thought you always knew that that's what you're going <laughs> to, I'm no. surprised to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's interesting too, cause it's my whole family is pretty creative. My dad is um, an actor and my mom, oh. um, my mom was really, really good at painting. And so it's kind of always been there. Um, but yeah, it never really occurred to me. But, so I actually want to go back to the Andrew Cole thing because I think that's that's interesting. Mark, you've worked with Andrew before, right? On the- yeah, is it the same one? Yes, that, that yeah. we worked with. <laughs> I mean, there's another one like the you, there's the well, you, there's the evil you version. Said, uh, there's the evil one. <laughs> yeah, don't which work is with that. Actually, one. which I, I mean, it's still not that sides, evil because because it's nice. Yeah, the it's, nicest person ever. So it's Canadian evil. Yeah. so it's pretty mild. <laughs> Well, I was this whole entire time you're going off on this story about this this guy, and I thought you said Andrew Cobb at the beginning. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, so it's it's a different guy. It's not Cole, but it's, he's talking about a totally different. Oh artist. no, I get, I'm, yeah, I, uh, I silenced the L. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's just a different pronunciation, I yeah. guess. No, but yeah, I've worked with him too. He's an awesome guy. We actually. Uh, I think I'm allowed to say it now. We just got approval Oops. for um, we did. We have a partnership with Sinopolis, which is a movie theater, and we just got approval on a project to produce and manufacture some pint glasses for the upcoming Spider-Man movie. Oh, awesome. which uh, uh, yeah, Andrew did the work for that. So or the artwork. But I mean, just- everything he touches, like looks amazing to me so uh-huh. i'm sure that they will be awesome uh it's yeah andrew's one of those artists that um uh, he's like a, of a handful of artists that sort of make me sick like yeah. it looks <laughs> so effortless and like 
everything's good, like nothing's kind of crappy, and then this like three things are good, like everything's good, and it yeah. looks like he's just nonstop, like he puts out so much stuff, like the um, what was the the space band project that he did that mm-hmm. got a lot of attention to? That was amazing, and he yeah. just kind of did that because he wanted to do that. The the you kids know, book, like, yeah, 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 just fantastic stuff i think from talking to him um off and on over the past like year or so working with other projects it's i think he wants to get or it sounds like he wants to get more into the publishing world and produce his own children's books because he did the one edmund unravel yeah which i think um, did really really good um yeah, yeah i know it was in it was on amazon and in all these like it actually made it to physical bookstores too which is really cool oh yeah yeah, yeah. Like I wonder, uh, Jared, you've done you've done books before too, though, right? Um, well, I have a book coming out in August, so okay, <laughs> that, and that'll be my first book. That'll be your oh, first really? book. Oh, I thought yeah. you had done other books for some reason. Oh, okay. No, Inter- I've been pitching books since I got out of school. Okay. Um, yeah, but these I are books that you've written on your yeah. own. And, and- yeah, so, I've, so is, I've been doing. Is that the thing that you want to get into? It is. Or? Yeah, I okay. I think it's pretty important. Um, it's yeah. It it having my own kids, I can see them taking what they're reading and absorbing it and putting it out into the world. Um, and so I thought it was an important. I thought it was important before, just from the way that I took in um, kids' books when I was younger. But I can really see it in action now, um, and so yeah, it would. I think it would be cool. I mean, even though there are a million kids books out there, I think that each one speaks to certain kids. Um, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so what? Can you talk a little bit about your book? I know you said it's coming out in August, yeah. and Jared showed me a little bit about it before. I think you can pre-order it now on Amazon. Um, and it's called Better Together. Yeah, is that right. Yep. It's um, it's a book about animals and how um, sometimes they're or most of the time they're better together with in groups. Um, they can have fun. They can protect each other. They can be um, like provide food and stuff for each other. So yeah, I think so, it's in like it's an important. Um, lesson that we should all learn right now so can you kind of walk us through the process like like at what point i I imagine at this point you're all done with the book or are you still working on it no i'm all done with it so was this something that you had written and and brought to a publisher or did a publisher approach you like how did that first steps sort of happen um well the publisher approached me Mm -hmm. um and said hey would you like to do this book and i was like well let me read the book but secretly inside i was like oh this is so (laughs) this is everything i've always wanted Um, (laughs) trying to play it cool yeah yeah i mean that's most of my life is like trying to play it cool but really on the inside (laughs) i'm just like jumping around and yeah i'm super excited so um but that being said i am never that cool so um, <laughs> as cool as I think I am on the outside. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they approached me and 
um, yeah, and I, I love the story and it, that the story evolved over time of them doing research on the animals and me doing the illustrations and we kind of worked hand in hand with where the words were going. Um, I mean, even at really young age groups, the mm -hmm. words definitely matter on like how they're taken in and reading them out loud. And so... Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I just illustrated and illustrated and illustrated. Um, and I try to work pretty tightly from the beginning so that they're, so that clients or art directors are not really surprised with the end result. Mm -hmm. well, I have a question about that whole process because you work in paper, yeah. right? Like primarily. So if you produce something that's like a 3d paper cutter, um, you know, it's a physical thing. You can't really manipulate it or maneuver it after it's already said and done. How do you, like, how does that work going back and forth with a client? Do you prevent, present sketches that are, you know, roughly colored or something? What's the first thing that you'll show them? Um, I mean, I work pretty similarly to other illustrators. I don't, I can't remember if I've ever given anyone a color comp. <laughs> which might sound weird. Um, and other illustrators are probably shaking their fists right now, but um, yeah, I don't think I've ever done a color comp. I think people kind of trust my colors. Um, and if something needs to come up, then, you know, I can just rip it up. I, I know that like sounds blasphemous, but <laughs> people are, art directors are like weary of me taking things apart, but that's part of the job. And if the, if the, job is better by making something a different color or different shape or whatever, then I want the job to reflect and be better. I mean, art directors have their jobs for a reason. So they oh, have that's very, for it. that's very nice of you. Thanks. Um, <laughs> you, know, you, you haven't found that. Uh, yeah, no, it's true. It's just usually yeah. people are, it seems like a lot of times artists are a little bit more, I don't know, adversarial with, with art directors. I guess it depends on your art director, but, um, yeah. like, so are you giving them pencil sketches? Yeah. Pencil sketches. Or, okay. Very, very tight. I, I don't, um, I, ve I, I do do thumbnails for myself, but I never send thumbnails and I've learned uh -huh. not to send something that I don't want to do a finish of. Mm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's like, my, What's that? Like sending too many options, you mean, by when you say thumbnails? Like yeah, send too many options or just like if you drew something and you're it's just filler for something else and that's the right. one that you don't like, that is more than likely the one that they will choose. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you don't see the end result, or at least you can see the end result and it's horrible, then just don't. Like, don't send it. Um, right. Right. Yeah. I think that's interesting because I think a lot of people, especially younger artists, I find are, are so eager to to please or to give them a million options as if to say, these are all the things I can do for you. Yeah. Um, but I, I would agree with that. I think that that is uh, smart. <laughs> they think you're right. They do pick the one that you for some reason, it just happens to be the one that you are either the least interested in or or the one that you just wanted to have four samples so you did an extra right. one or something like that yeah so that's interesting so coming at it with paper cuts is there any extra step at this stage where they're a little more 
I, for me, it seems like you'd want to be more careful because what you're about to do next seems much more time consuming than doing something on the computer or even by hand. Is, is there a like a longer sketch stage than would normally be, do you think, in an illustration? Or is it about the same as if you were doing a digital illustration? Well, I think I um, have an advantage. Um, I mean, not necessarily an advantage, but I because I'm sketching and then because I'm cutting it out of paper, what I do is I will have, um, I will try to transfer it onto the paper. So what I also do then is I will refine it, um, with some, uh, what do you call it? Some tracing paper. Mm -hmm. And that will help me just redraw it. So then at that point I've already drawn it three times and then, transferring the, those shapes into little tinier shapes, then I'm also redrawing it. So it's, you know, like whittling it, it's whittling it down and into this like perfect thing. So by the time it becomes little tiny shapes, I've already drawn it five times and the shapes become like better and like they connect more and yeah, they're more refined. So, um, yeah. And then, because I'm drawing them so much, then everything gets like clean. Um, I yeah. know that's what a lot of people like about my illustrations is they're very graphic. Uh, yeah. And then I like things what, being clean. When are, what are you showing like the art direct? Like, are you showing it at stages or, or is it sort of when you get to more? Yeah. Like, I've tried to, to I mean, yeah, people get a little itchy like mid midway <laughs> and they don't really know what they're getting. Um, and right. so I try to, <laughs> show them progress pictures and and also i mean people like seeing progress pictures um too so right it's a it's it's fun it's fun to include people in there and then when if they see something that they don't like like a color or whatever then i can just throw it out so usually what i'll do towards the end is i'll put it all to i'll put all the pieces together like a big puzzle and then I'll mm -hmm. take some pictures for the art director and then they'll right. be like, okay, this is cool. And then I'll glue it or put dimension or whatever mm -hmm. for the, for the pieces and put it all yeah. together. So this is a bit of a broader question, yeah. but how, how did, how did you get into the paper? Like doing paper art, is this something that you started from or did you find this, you know, once you started developing or spending time with art? And your illustration style, what, like what point did you start messing around with paper? Yeah, I started doing paper in school. Um, I, what I was this at art school at, or yeah, at, at, at art center. Um, and while I was in art center, everyone was doing this like ink and watercolor thing. And I was okay at it, but I wasn't as good as some other people. Um, so I kind of wanted to find my own thing that maybe I was better at. And so I was taking a class with uh, Mark Todd and Esther Pearl Watson, and they had us do an assignment where we were reinterpreting a song. And so I chose the new, uh, Neutral Milk Hotel song. And, um, and Esther said, why don't you do it in something that you don't usually do? So why don't you do cut paper? So I went home and I listened to the song and I started cutting paper and it was like this gigantic epiphany. Like I immediately loved it. It was, I don't, I've rarely had moments like that in my life. 
um, where it, everything like clicked. I just knew that that was a thing. And I finished these three assignments like in a couple of days and I took them in and everyone was like really blown away by them. And I, that's when I just started doing assignments that way. I would do like editorial assignments. I would do anything. And all my teachers said, you know, why, how are you going to do this in the real world with like magazines and stuff? And I just told them that I would figure it out. So were they discouraging you from doing it or just thinking oh, for that sure. you should? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like a traditional medium. There are a lot more people cutting paper now, but, mm-hmm. uh, but digital is like a lot quicker. It's, I don't know. I like it. I, I like the tactile nature of being able to hold something in your hands and yeah, the sweat and the blood and <laughs> all of those things. I actually dabble in the paper cutting myself. Oh, okay. And That's good to know. I can take you out. The, <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the reason I like is like, it's pretty therapeutic. Once you yeah. have the composition down and it's just putting your head down and doing the work. I love that getting lost in that time. Yeah. You know, it, it's every, every medium that you work in has that kind of like the minutia that you work through. And I feel like because it's such a physical medium, you have more of that. Um, and I, that's the part that I really like. You can get lost in cutting all these shapes and then arranging them. And like you said, adding the depth. I mean, it's it takes – an at least for me, it takes way longer than I would like it to. But at the yeah. same time, I really, really appreciate and I like that time. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. I have been doing it for like nine, nine plus years now. And I'm still learning from it. I have my 10,000 hours um, or whatever <laughs> of becoming an expert. But I still do not... I'm still learning from every piece and like how things go together. And that's so exciting to me. Um, I, I don't know. I, I love it. And I do things on the computer and that like the spark is not there for me. Um, which I wish it, I wish it was. And maybe one day it will be, um, when I have time to actually like find the spark, but. So do you do, is everything physical? Like from your actual sketches you do with pencil? Is there, any moment that you actually use Photoshop or Illustrator? I do use Photoshop to clean things up. Um, but I try to make everything as clean and as bright and as shadowy as they are in person. Um, and so that's the, been the cool thing of being able to have my pieces like in people's houses or in galleries and stuff because people can come go look at them and they're like, whoa, that's, that looks awesome. And it feels so good to like have people like look into your pieces for like a really long time and like Mm -hmm. as like a sculpture and like, um, yeah, I want people to like have my work hanging in their house for like years and still find new cool things in them. Um, yeah. Do you find that there's a different approach though for you when you're doing something that you know, will be say photographed or scanned for a publication as opposed to, like you just said, something that is going to be hanging on the wall. Do you put the same 
like, is it the same thought process for that or is there a different kind of mindset? Well, I don't do a lot of 3D stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. There are other paper cut artists that are really good at doing like scenes. I know Owen Gildersleeve is like top notch Mm -hmm. at like doing really good like type and um and like really 3d effects um Mm -hmm. and i have done some like commercials and stuff that do that so there it is a different mindset um but yeah everything that i do is kind of is a little bit more flat because i I still have this editorial mindset where Uh um I was like trained to do in my head that I was going to be this like New York times op-ed person. And they were going to just call me and be like, Hey kid, we need your illustrations in an hour. And I'm like, all right, boss, I'm going to get them. And, uh, yeah. Turn your little cap around. Yeah. yeah, Roll up the sleeves. And yeah. And so then I illustrate it and then I get my newsy cap on and like sell the papers, you know? (laughs) Um, yeah, so I still have this like mindset of being flat and being able to work really quickly and being mm-hmm. able to bust out really fast ideas. Um, yeah, and also I feel like there are people that are doing it well, and like I don't, I don't need to step on their toes and like what they're doing. Um, yeah, I think that's the cool thing about paper too is there's such a wide array of things that you can do with it um, that. I see other paper cut artists and I'm like, Whoa, how did they do that? Like, that's so cool. It's, I don't know. It still astounds me. Like, yeah, it's just really cool. What is the industry like? Like, do you find that you guys get uh, sort of mixed in with all illustrators or is it sort of a small industry into itself? You mean like, um, paper cut artists oh, yeah, as, as like a niche. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I always want to be an illustrator. I want to be an illustrator, you know? So it's interesting because I have this like very specific, I don't know what you would call it. I guess style would be the bad word to use, but (laughs) it's a, um, that's like not the word, right? It's a bad, that's a bad word in our industry style. Uh, It depends on what you're looking to do. I think, some it only gets a bad rap for people that want to think they're more diverse than they are. Oh, okay. Yeah, I am not um more diverse than I think I am. <laughs> um in terms of my work. But uh what was the question? Uh just a, <laughs> like is there is it an industry like do you feel oh. like it's a small industry or like a competitive industry? I don't know. I know that people in illustration, say it's very competitive. Do you think it's competitive? Um, for, I mean, I don't get a lot of illustrator or illustration work per se. Personally, yeah. um, I have to outsource most of mine right. as being creative director for Squared Co. Um, I don't know, but I if if I'm hearing it correctly, Jared, you're asking like, do we get special treatment or treated differently? If, working in paper well trying to get well that's what i mean like i i I look at uh like it's such a special thing to me like i look at it like Mm. it's so different than just uh like any 
illustration that you might see. So I'm wondering, do you get clients that are coming to you, which I'm assuming, and and maybe that's wrong, Mm -hmm. that they're coming to you because of this very specific thing that you do. Yeah, for sure. uh, That it is cut paper as opposed to, say, someone who might even digitally illustrate and it kind of looks like cut paper. Yeah. yeah, is it specialized like that? Do you feel? I th- I think so. Yeah, I think people are looking for something very specific, mm-hmm. um, which is good. I I mean, ideally, I would like to be like an idea man, where I mm-hmm. could um, come up with um, ideas and execute them the way, like any kind of way that the idea is so is good enough that it can be executed in all different kinds of styles. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, yeah, like a Christoph Neiman or, mm-hmm. I mean, so ideally I would be Christoph Neiman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then what would be your next, do you have like a next, like if it's not paper cuts, then it's definitely next on the list. Is it something else? Oh, I, ideally I would probably do comics. Uh-huh. Um, I grew up with zines and mini comics and I think that that is fun and important um but there's not a lot of money in it yeah (laughs) um a lot of people a lot of people in that world complain about money Mm -hmm. and um i mean artists are already poor so i don't (laughs) necessarily want to get um (laughs) in that racket so but pen and pen and ink would you say then for comics or i mean I don't know. I, I grew up with like Bill Sienkiewicz and um, Dave McKean who were like mm-hmm. doing all kinds of digital yeah. collaging and all the, you know, lots of weird styles and stuff. So I don't know. Whatever would serve the story, I think would be good. But yeah. that's in, a, in an ideal world. Right. Um, right, right. Yeah. Where I have so that. are you interested in starting your own intellectual property? Like creating your own IPs for, a co- I mean, you said comic books, but uh, working off of what you're doing right now, like a series of children's books, is that something that you're kind of moving towards? Yeah, I would love to do something with Super Cool Spy Club, which is kind of this character that I came up with in school that has continued to live on in my head. And he's this like 10-year-old spy um, monster kind of thing and he is way is a way bigger in his own head and you know spies on the other monsters in the neighborhood and stuff um, yeah I w- would like to do something like kind of like that that would be kind of gravity falls where he's solving cases and stuff is that pen and ink like I'm seeing this one picture here on your site the welcome to the club page that you have here yeah is that all hand yeah this, yeah, that's I mean, amazing. E- that's great. <laughs> even all my drawing, even my drawings are all hand done. So, yeah, it's fun. I actually try to do some of those where I was merging um, cut paper with the ink. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they're fun. They're It's a good experiment to try to like go outside of what I'm currently doing and seeing if how that evolves further. And how similar is that process for you? Like when you're looking at something like this, like the Super Spy Club, and then, uh, you know, hand-drawn illustration, and then something you're doing in paper cuts, is it still a very similar process for you? Or or do you think of them? I mean, I know physically it's a different process, but 
like is it the same sort of mental state for you when you're doing these things or or is it do you find one you know, i don't know i'm so I, i'm so used to doing cut paper that um doing ink is a little um more nerve-wracking <laughs> which is silly um but <laughs> yeah it's i think it's more fun just to i don't know get some ink out and splash it around and yeah it's yeah. Yeah, I like it. I don't know. Do you ever do you ever do that? I have not done like a hand drawn final piece. I can't remember the last time I've I've done anything. <laughs> like I'll do sketching, and and even with sketching now, it's so uh, sloppy and just a mess. Like I'm I'm not a great uh, sketcher for providing comps and stuff. Um, I, I fall back on the computers so quickly. It's kind of uh, terrible. But, you know, like when you're working like this, you're moving so fast. Like you just yeah. you start just cutting out stages that aren't necessary simply because of time, not because you don't want to draw. It's just that you can't spend a whole day doing this nice polished sketch that they're going to say, you know, no, what else do you got or something? Yeah. You know, like you, you kind of feel like you have to cut to the chase. So That's um, hard. Do you think cutting out those stages, though, hurts the process oh well i think not to call you out but i'm just (laughs) i'm just wondering because if maybe i can cut some stages out then it would save me some time i think it depends on what you do like i said if you get your you tend i tend to get wrapped up in what's in front of me right and so you have these deadlines and then you know nothing's ever finished and then you have this time in between it's always sort of a jumping for you know projects overlapping and things like that. So I, I think it does uh, take something away from like the, the creative process in general. And I think it's something that I should make time for, uh, whether that's just a personal project or, or um, something where I have a little more leeway to explore. But um, gosh, when you get busy, it's hard to yeah. pop your head up and, and just tell yourself to, you know, take some time off. I don't yeah, know. Mark, I mean, what, we forget yeah. to eat, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> yeah. If you forget to eat, then sometimes those processes like break down, go out the window. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Do, do you do a lot of hand stuff, Mark, or do you do, you know, the, the more that like projects I say yes to and the crazier my schedule gets, I'm, I'm kind of on board with what you were saying, Jared, where I'll cut out pieces or I'll try and streamline the whole process. And a lot of the times it turns into, you know, just doing everything digitally. But I like to start stuff as like loose sketch thumbnails just so I can get the idea out of my head and physically onto something um, and kind of play with composition that way. But for the most part, yeah, I do everything on the computer um but every almost every year i tell myself i'm going to do that stupid inktober thing yeah and i'll get like 10 days in and then <laughs> just it doesn't happen i have yeah. gotten to the point where i'm trying to figure out how to do inktober in illustrator which oh. is cheating <laughs> <laughs> just do just do black and white and that's right i'll just mess it. it up a little and make it look i mean okay. you could get some like kyle webster brushes and <laughs> yeah, exactly. do it that way right Yeah. 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 I think that's the only way I would do it. So Jared, where do you find most of your clients? Like, do you have representation or is it just sort of finding them on your own? Uh, Yeah, I have representation. I find them on my own. I just send art directors promos or emails or Mm. um, yeah, wherever I can get it. Um, I don't know. I like to, I like people to 
just kind of browse around and see what they can see um, on my site. Because uh, usually, even if um, they don't like it, like they'll, or they don't need it, they will like looking at it. Um, so, yeah. yeah, wherever I can so get it. Where, how, how do you use social media? I, I'm asking you this specifically because I, Ooh, okay. I know a little bit about your personality, but I'm curious to hear, like, how do you use it? How important is it to you and what you do? And sort of like, what have you found in yours in the time that you've used it? Um, we have a love hate relationship. Um, <laughs> it really wants me to love it. And I hate it. <laughs> I, so. um, I'm not, I'm not the greatest at it by any means. And I actually don't think, um, I think it like we've met in person and I feel like both of our personalities don't really like reflect where our social media is at. Right. <laughs> Do you think, right? Would you say that that's correct? Yeah, I, I think so. I yeah. Think so. I think yours is probably closer to who you are. Um, so what are you on? Like Facebook, Instagram? Yeah, or? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, yeah, on those. Uh, I could probably step my Instagram game up a little bit, but it's fun to, yeah, it's fun to show stuff on there and do you find like that you get work from those from social media or is it more of a promotional thing? Like how do you, how do you yeah, use it? I will get, um, I, I mean, I'm also on like weird things like, um, LinkedIn or Behance and I'll every once in a while get like some wild ad job on, on those things. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, they all help. I mean, it's however, however much you want to promote yourself on there. I am um, not a great promoter of myself. Um, <laughs> I still think that I have a lot of things to learn about what I'm doing. Um, and I look back on work from even like six years ago and I'm like, how did I ever get a job? Like, I, I just want to email all those people and be like, thank you so much for giving me a job and pay putting food in my kids' mouths because you did not need to do that. <laughs> and, and I can see myself getting better so that mm -hmm. better as a um, craftsman and better at promoting myself. But yeah, it's a, it's a process. Um, and it's not something that I have naturally inside me. So self-promotion yeah. doing self. -promotion. Yeah. Or just being like, look at this awesome thing I did. Um, mm -hmm. Cause I can still see, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not in me. I'm, I'm getting better at it, but, but like, I am really good at putting praise on my friends. Jared, you're amazing at what you do. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I love to like, just tell friends how awesome they are. So that's interesting. Cause I think, I think a lot of artists are similar to that because that is, that is definitely more comfortable. And Mark, jump in on this if, if you want to. But like you've done, Jared, like Wonderground things where you've done signings and things like that. Mm -hmm. How do those things go for you? Are you do you enjoy those things? Like, or, or is that kind of rough? 
No, I love them. Yeah, I love talking to people. And I love talking um, to kids about Mm -hmm. what I do because they can relate. They're learning art and they're doing things the same way that I am. And Mm -hmm. so they use scissors just like I do. And um, yeah, so it's really fun to teach them techniques and stuff. I I did the artist in residence at Wonderground. Right. And oh, that would be really cool. Yeah, it yeah. was real. I at first I was like, I don't know. This is, seems kind of it's going to be weird. Yeah, if you're in a you're in a weird place and people can watch you from outside the window and stuff, but it was really fun um just to talk to people about what I do and have people drive from really far away just to see me like working and I remember one time I was finishing um I did all Monsters Incorporated um, stuff Mm -hmm. for them. And I was finishing this piece up and I was so focused on what I was doing that I, I was just like really into the piece. And then I turned it over and it was like all done. And I look up and all these people were like, (gasps) like they gasp. And I was like, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like I've never had a group of people just like gasp at like me finishing a piece. It was, and I'll never have it again. It was like, I just got goosebumps just immediately and was like, that was so awesome. And they started clapping and I was, I felt like Rocky. Like I just wanted to run out of underground, like with my hands in the air. It was, that's a really special moment. And then the fact that it was at that location makes it like almost bigger yeah, of a moment. Well, sure. I think that's like what you do and what some painters do, I think is sort of the, magic of art for a lot of people like yeah i guess other artists might look at it and sort of see it as a process or something like that but for people who don't create on an everyday basis i think it is sort of magical to see that all kind of come together in that way like we talked about uh me doing the artist in residence at wonderground with a with a monitor watching me do it on illustrator (laughs) and i can't think of a more boring thing to watch (laughs) and like a more like soul-sucking artless thing to watch someone well create shapes and illustrate you're a self-deprecating artist who like hates yourself but you know there's people that watch like youtube tutorials and youtube i guess videos of people doing exactly what you i mean to me it's like okay he grabbed the circle tool and he made a circle (laughs) and it's like oh that's how he did it yeah but there are people that don't know how to do those things and like there are other people there are people that don't know how those kind of things are put together so you doing it every day is like boring to you but i mean i i would find that awesome like that would be i think I think I'll and do if you it did like it, those. I would totally heckle you. That would be <laughs> that'd be I'd great. I think that's popcorn at you. <laughs> that would be the entertainment. I'm gonna do it like those new guys that like do the rock and roll music, you know, and oh, they're painting yeah. all nuts to music <laughs> and splashing the paint around. And yeah, it's upside and can, down. And you do it on like a treadmill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spice it up a little. Right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that would be good. Would you do it like in a costume or? Yeah, like those, you know, those dance troops with the the white mask face. I think that I would do that, right? Like you'd be a mysterious. And stuff. Oh, yeah. the Jabberwocky. Yeah, the Jabberwocky. <laughs> <laughs> like a tracksuit. Oh like that would be so awesome. Dancing around the mouse, and then I stop and do a gradient. 
It's going to be very, yeah, yeah, it'd be very exciting. I can see it. Oh, now, I, can he- I can hear the crowd right I'm now. I'm convinced now. I think we've got something here. All right, call them <laughs> up. <laughs> do you like, do you like doing the signings? Um, I do. I actually yeah. do. At first, I didn't. It was uncomfortable and and odd. Like, and, and I had to get kind of over the fact that it's strange and weird and and sort of, I don't know. You kind of have to do it for these people that have, like you said, have come from far away to see you or to to buy something, and you can't be so distracted by yourself and the weirdness of it and take away yeah. whatever you can possibly give at that moment. So uh, I, I, if I look at it as I'm so grateful to these people for spending the money and for spending yeah. their time, then it's a lot easier to sort of settle into it. Yeah. I mean, I know from personal experience that it's cool to do signings with you and also uh, doing signings with Martin, especially mm-hmm. like he's um, Martin Sue. He's so like has so much joy and like, Yep. You have so much joy too, and people will see see you guys and just like smile and like their whole like body opens up and they're just so excited to see you. Um, yeah, it's amazing. I, it's, I, I think um, that is so cool. It's it's kind of a distinctly Disney thing. I think it's like it's it's one of the rare places where that happens because Disney fans are so uh, they're just right there. You know, they're yeah. so <laughs> excited about this stuff, and it's hard to get that anywhere else. It's not impossible, but it's. It kind of when you're doing Disney work, it it has a built in audience. Um, right. How how was that for you doing like pop culture stuff? Do you enjoy doing the pop culture stuff? I don't know. I not really. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's I don't know. I, I would like to create my own culture, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I, I, I like pop culture and I like ingesting other people's interpretations of pop culture. Um but I don't really like my own interpretations of pop culture. Um, Hmm. and I take in a lot of it. Uh, I watch a lot of movies and I read a lot, but I never process it, um, in a way that reflects the culture. Um, it, I can see it in other things that I do where it'll be a reference to something, but it's not specific to said culture. Mm-hmm. Like your Gravity Falls piece that you did for Disney, yeah. that was really an interesting take on that. And I don't think it would be uh, most people's first thought to go in the direction that you did, but it sort of captured the spirit of the show and everything without being like, yeah. here's all the main characters right in your face, you know? Like, yeah. Was that more it's something a micro that you would view want to do? Of it. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, so, um, so, Mark. Y- I mean, but that being said, like when I do do pop culture, I I do yeah love doing it. Um, <laughs> it's just not it's not like something that I think about all the time. Um, yeah, I don't draw like Ninja Turtles all the time, nonstop. But <laughs> that doesn't mean Ninja that Turtles. I don't love watching people draw Ninja Turtles. You know, Mark is yeah. a ridiculous. I didn't Ninja even Turtle have guy. to bring it up. I know I it comes up to bring it every up. show. It comes up every episode. We've had Ninja Turtles inserted in there nice. somehow. <laughs> I just knew. Wait, what is Most your favorite time, Ninja Turtle? It's, Does uh, it matter? The red I, one? The I, blue I, one? No, oh, I love Donatello. No, yeah. And it's because like, he's the, the one that no one loves. So I always, when I was younger, I like felt 
bad for him really? in a way, which is really weird. I feel like most artists like Donatello because he's the smart one, right? He is. Um, and I mean, maybe that was it yeah. when I was younger. It's like I had a kinship to him because he shared traits. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. What's your who's your favorite? Um, when I was younger, it was Donatello just because he was the like leader. Um, but as an adult, I'm like Michelangelo because <laughs> that dude is just like loving life and eating pizza. And that sounds like amazing to me now, you know, shredding that. That's what I would love to be able to do. Just yeah, yeah. Ideally, take- if I could do anything in life, I would be a professional skateboarder. Um, <laughs> did but, you did you grow up skating? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Here we go into the second hour of the show. With is that <laughs> uh, Michael and our uh, Teen Ninja Turtles and skateboarding and skateboarding? Right? Yeah, I'll leave is the that, room for was this. Was that portion. kind of your intro to art and design? Was skating? Because there's a heavy and uh, Jared might not be aware of this because he hates it, but there's definitely like a heavy art and design subculture within the skateboarding community. So I can totally see that being kind of your, your introduction to that world. Is that Um, kind of what, what did it or is it just a happy coincidence? I think it's a happy coincidence. I I, I know what you mean and I can see that now, but I don't, I don't think that that was a major influence on me. Um, yeah, but I, I, I can see that now. I, I like it a lot. Um, and I wish that I could get into that world. But yeah, I don't It's It's very... That, that, that is what I would do, though. I watch skate videos every day. So, yeah. Were you... you still do? Yeah. I just landed a kickflip yesterday. <laughs> which I had not done in a long time. So I felt, like, super excited. And then my daughter wanted to take a video of me doing it. And... Oh. Nice. Um, and of course, you know, then I couldn't land it. So, <laughs> so she's got a good video of me falling. Dude, there's some Instagram footage for you right there. Yeah, that's true. So, did you that's grow some, up? That's some quality content. Skateboarding? Were you a skateboard kid? Uh, I grew up playing baseball, and then oh, uh, one day, yeah, and then one day, um, I think it was seventh grade um some guy came around and he wanted he had a skateboard and so i traded him a hundred baseball cards for his nash board and then yeah and that was that a hundred base like just random yeah. baseball cards or no i mean they were good baseball cards you know lots of dennis eckersley lots of ricky henderson going deeper yeah deeper and deeper into yeah. the worlds i do not know i'm sorry jared uh uh, all right well before we go down too far into the rabbit hole that jared will no longer be able to participate mark you want to talk about dennis eckersley and skateboarding so bad huh (laughs) we'll we'll get we'll have jared get off okay call yeah that's mark's separate sports uh sports podcast that you can do yeah that i will not listen to yeah yeah. Do you have uh, anything else you want to plug before we jump off here, Jared? I know we got your book that's coming out in August. Um, that we'll act, I'll have a, I'll add a link to our show notes. Yeah, going directly to that Amazon page so people can pre-order it. Yeah, and, it comes out August first. Uh, cool. Yeah. Do you have anything coming up else that you want to mention? Um, I'm doing a show with Sean Chow. Um, at the OC Fair, 
Um, really? Asked, oh, cool. Yeah, they asked us to do a show, or they asked Sean to put um, a bunch of his friends together to do a show there. Um, and it sounds very unorthodox, but I would follow Sean into the deepest, darkest places because he's an <laughs> awesome, awesome guy. So um, we th- we're going to do the OC-, OC Fair, and I think that opens like July 10th or I could be wrong on that. Um, and that's, so that's what's called the, Frenzy. the premise of the show? Um, the premise of the show is Sean Chow's friends. <laughs> yeah, and it's co- so, it's called Frenzy. Oh, that's cool. So, what? How many pieces did you do for that? Um, I'm almost done with those pieces. I decided to do a bunch of uh, like mid-century modern kind of houses, um, mm. and so I think I ended up doing like 13 little tiny houses. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, and are, and are these going to be up yeah. as like an exhibition and it's just one piece or are there prints going to be sold? Yeah, there's prints and pieces. And so it's me and Sean and I think eight other friends. Um, yeah, so it's going to be really cool. It'll be cool to see all of these different kinds of people. He knows so many different people that do different kinds of work. Um and it'll be cool to see all of Sean's friends like together in this weird space. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. S- sounds interesting. Th- and being an OC native, I'll definitely yeah. be there to check it yeah. out. Are they doing like a big opening kind of thing or is it just going to open mean, when the fair opens? It's as big as like, it's probably bigger than like a normal gallery because it's the OC fair. <laughs> you know, so there'll be like fireworks and nachos <laughs> and stuff, but I don't think there there'll be like a gallery opening or anything. Mm, okay, okay, yeah. I want to definitely want to check that out. Sean seems like the nicest guy in the world. I've only met him a few times at the Wonderground things, uh, but just like the sweetest guy seems like. Oh man, yeah, I'm. He's the best, and he's very. <laughs> he's one of those guys. Um, yeah, there. It's really important to keep people um, and keep in touch with people that you can like connect to, mm-hmm. um, and keep you up. I guess because um, I mean, doing illustration, you're you have the highs and the lows, and when you're low, I mean, it's nice to have other people around that you can talk to, and um, even if they're not gonna like lift your spirits and like take you to in and out or whatever they mm-hmm. can like encourage you. And, um, yeah, it's really important. So, Oh, that's great. Yeah. He seems yeah. like a, like a super cool. I, I remember he was at the first Wonderground show, that same show with all of us. Yeah. And he does these dimensional. Do you, are you familiar with his work, Mark? I know you're trying to wrap up and we're not letting you. I, oh no, no, no. It's all good. I probably am, but not by name. He does like a, they're like, dioramas or something i don't know what you yeah. call it but they're they're very intricate and they're adorable and they've got like he did these for disney he keeps doing these for disney i shouldn't say it like it's past sense but at this opening show he did one and they didn't do prints or anything for it but they had him come for the signing which which was so yeah, odd yeah. i felt so bad for him because he had he had nothing to do there but sort of yeah. stand by his work and i remember he was just really good natured about it and like but I mean, if yes. that's going to happen to anyone, he's as probably 
bad as it's <laughs> going to sound. Like he's the best, probably the best person because he's going to take it in stride. And right, I mean, right. You, you that stuff that stuff happens. Um, yep, unfortunately, but yeah, but yeah, it does amazing work. So we'll have to maybe so we'll have good to have him on the show. Yeah, he's gotten just better and better and better, and it's really fun to see friends just get get better at like this thing that you already thought that they were really good at Mm -hmm. and yeah it's just amazing well sounds like a really cool show and yeah like i said i'm in orange county so yeah check it out definitely make it out there yeah Um, it'll be cool but we'll leave links to all this stuff in the show notes and we'll also leave links to check out some of Jared's other work, so links to his site and all the social media that he stays on top of. Yeah, I do. Um, and with that being said, I think we are done with today's episode. I am Mark Morris saying goodbye. <laughs>